All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what it is. Fan in the band podcast time on a special Saturday night edition. Post-Christmas. But again, it doesn't feel like Christmas. It didn't really yesterday, and it still doesn't. It look as well, today it did. It was, just, it was cold as friggin... Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Go to get go, gas go this morning, and my hands shit. are frozen to shit, but let's just jump right into this. Okay. You ready? Yesterday, baby. Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings. Saints were giving them seven points. Saints blew them out 52-33. Yes, we told you. They picked the Saints, and... Well, I took the Vikings, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did give Kirk Cousins a chance, and again, he proved you to me did. why he's $84 million yeah. worth of trash. Exactly my point. You give him the ball two minutes, he can't do much. But now we got to jump into the other topic at hand here, which I read when I came home. Ooh. And, oh, I love this. I love this. <laughs> okay. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. You're next on the COVID shit list. Okay, okay, yes, okay. you are. As we were informed, there are three receivers on the Cleveland team test positive COVID. One is Mr. Jarvis Landry. Dominic Peoples-Jones, who took over Beckham's spot when he got that uh, towards ACL from that shitty pass in Mayfield. And uh, there was one other player. Richard Higgins. Richard Higgins. Well, then there's Ain't also that a- about a bitch, Mr. Mayfield? Who are you going to throw to now, yourself? Well, there's also a tight end, but they didn't say who the tight end is that's out yet. But bottom line is this. Between Baltimore and Cleveland now, who's worse? Baltimore. You got to put them on the same. You got to put them on a both, both in the same spectrum now at this point. Baltimore had 20 some people. It's totally well, who knows? Because now Cleveland hasn't even left to go to Jersey yet. The, the whole flight's been delayed, but the NFL has informed both teams the game's still going to go on, so it's just a matter of when they when Cleveland leaves to travel. Which now, if you're going to bet Cleveland, I got to... I might, and, I might and, switch that pick. And cause... I told everybody yesterday to take the Jets. Now you really have to consider taking the Jets. Yeah, I, mean, I, I might change that pick because the Jets are getting 9.5. So yeah, I mean, Cleveland's going to have to win by 10 with no weapons. Well, they still got Hunt and Chubb unless... No, I mean, um, unless somehow, weapons. Unless somehow one of them winds up on the list. Then they're really screwed. The only thing that sucks, though, is that Quint Williams is out, though. He is a beast. He, he is, but he's also an idiot who got caught with a friggin' handgun in JFK, but whatever. Typical. Fucking bullshit. What are you, what are you gonna do on that one? But the, the, the point here is that these teams, they don't take it seriously. in general, you have the teams that are taking it seriously, and then you have the teams that aren't taking it seriously. And in case in point with, with Baltimore getting rewarded, all these games get moved, you know, having to steal a Raven game moved 19 million times. I mean, I think I think the Raven-Steeler game got moved more times than yeah. I moved between the ages of 16 and 21. Okay? Now, you have the Browns, which, honestly, I, I get the NFL says that this game's still being played, but I wouldn't be surprised if something happens between now and, say, and 11 a.m., where moved. this game gets moved to Tuesday, Wednesday, well, or be. possibly... There's supposed to be a 10-day... A ten day, or possibly, um, even worse, they have to wind up going with the Week 18 possibility... Or, dare I say, it just gets scratched off the calendar entirely, and no. both teams got to get a loss out of it. Well, first of all, they, they just tested positive. It's got to be 10 days from yesterday. Yeah. That's next Friday. Yeah. So there's going to have to be either a week 18 or the game is going to play tomorrow. Period. Well, like I said, there's the no NFL, reason why the game should be played. 
Well, Period. They have a quarterback. Who cares? Get over it. But, you know, the, you know, the NFL came out. They said the game is going on as scheduled. So I don't see it. Listen, I'm just saying in a, in a hypothetical, it could possibly get moved. It could possibly get canceled. See, the NFL doesn't want to travel that road. And why? Because they lose revenue money from TV, yeah. from TV viewership to, to, to everything else across the board. Even though there's no fans, they, they still lose money. And that's all the NFL cares about. I've been, if you don't realize that now, it's all the NFL cares about. Is the, is the dollar that, that comes in. It's all it is. It's not a sport what anymore. It's a, it's a business to all the players. And, and and that's just the way that that one really just goes down. Yeah, I, I might have changed that pair. You know, and then even with the Saint game yesterday, you know, Kamara rushing for six touchdowns. And that was amazing. They, they're giving... A lot of people are scrutinizing Peyton for letting Kamara come back in to score that six touchdown. I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. No lead is ever safe. I do not care. I would have done the same thing if I was in Sean Payton's shoes. I would have brought Kamara back out, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't Kamara. Even yep. if he ran in with, with, with Taysom Hill or uh, well, or that, Murray. That, or that, even that's what happened to play before. Um, they were on, like, It was like first and goal, and Taysom Hill went out there. and I think Kamara... Well, no, what happened was it was first and goal, and he rushed it with Kamara. Not rushed it, but I think it was a little like screen pass to Kamara. He couldn't get in, so he took Kamara out. Oh, and and then on like third and goal is when Taysom Hill scored. And then the next drive. And then the next, and then after Minnesota turns the ball oh, over, yeah. whatever happened there. Kamara got the Kamara comes back in and That's then scores. Yeah. And Kamara just ran all over him all day. And watching Kamara run makes me jealous. Dude, he can go. He can fucking go. It, it's not only that. It's because he can run through the holes that his offensive line creates him. And it makes me jealous because being a Steeler fan, we don't have a run game right now. We have no run game. It, it's non-existent. And even when it is existent and barely existent at that... It don't work. They still run away from it. <laughs> I don't know. That's about the only run game yeah, they have is running away from the run game. The and point. they can't do that tomorrow against the well, Colts, the which point. now the Colts are out with two of their biggest tackles now. Oh. Uh, I forget who it is, but it's two of their biggest tackles. It's all I know. DeForest Buckner? No. He's still in. It's, it's another guy. I think it's on offense. Oh. I think they're offensive tackles. I was going to say, if one of those two were out, man, wooly. So, All right. you know, but listen, this but the, is the game Pittsburgh comes back. Marquise Pouncey came out. and, and Marquise Pouncey came out. He said, he said tomorrow's going to be the win we need. It's going to shut everybody up. Then we go to Cleveland, and we're going to, listen, any interdivisional game, whether you're a Steeler fan, Raven fan, Giant fan, Cowboy fan, division, Eagle fan, the they, are the worst, they are the worst games to watch because they create just so much... Hostility. It's just so much. You you literally mm. are a pregnant woman. I know for like yeah. an hour and a half because you, you your emotions just change from minute to minute. You know your team makes a big play on offense and when they score a touchdown you're happy and then on defense they just suck it up and then you like you know you're chasing a dog around the house because you want to wail him across the wall but you can't because he's a furry little cute little fuck. But know. still, <laughs> you know you just all these emotions you know and then you're hot you're cold and then it's you know it's. I just can't. And Yo, believe you me, I've had those days, man. Between Eli Manning and the Giants and Tony Roman and the Dallas Cowboys, every single time we played them twice a year, man, I always test. It's the same thing, even when it's Jets Patriots. Even when the Jets were good for, from time to time, decent, which was decent, which was very, it was it decent. was a, a very limited uh, time mm-hmm. where they were good. But the thing is, is that. And I question how, because they're saying Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples, and Rashard Higgins are high, that they're high risk ones. Mm-hmm. So that means who are they around that they contracted it from? 
The only people there around really the whole week, if you think about it, if, if these players are really adhering to it the right way, the only people that they should really be around on a daily basis is... The family members or teammates? Fa- family members. And when they're at practice, adhering to the protocols there. See, we don't see what goes on in the, mm-hmm. in the practice facility. So we don't know if they're, if they're practicing with masks on. You know, it's like the same thing people say with politicians. Oh, they only put a mask on when the camera's on. Which leads me to believe when they're filming these little, like, practice promo videos that they do or whatever, are they really just doing it for that too? Are they really just wearing a mask just for the TV and then when the TV's off, it's like, all right, just rip it off and just go back to regular practice with no mask on? Probably. Honestly, yeah. Because honestly, people hate wearing that shit. And I got a question because, like, the NHL last year, for like 10 weeks straight, had no positive tests whatsoever. But they did it in neutral sites, and I, I understand that. But even still, they, they, they had no positive tests. None. But you really can't None do that in football unless, unless, unless you do it in play. And then, really and, and then the NBA, they had a bubble, but they had all these teams in the bubble. They all, like, they, they, however many teams they had, because think about that, playing games, mm-hmm. then you had the regular season, then you had the playoffs, then you had the NBA Finals. And yeah, I get it. As each part of the playoffs goes on, more teams are coming out. So now the teams are, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Long day at work. I'm shot here. So if they could get it right, and even Major League Baseball, even though in the beginning you had the outbreak with the Marlins and I was in Florida and they just run around all crazy, you know, like Hulk Hogan on steroids doing coke with Macho Man back in the 80s, right? They don't give a shit. Uh-huh. They don't care about they don't care about protocols, wearing masks, this, that, and the third. So the question is, does the NFL itself as a whole take the protocol that they created seriously? Because if you think about all the punishments from the Titans punishment to the Raiders punishment to the Saints off the field celebration punishment. And then the, the Raiders' Wayne, punishment then, again. The Wayne Haskins um, fine from that, from that thing. That happened like that, okay? Yeah, but the, the reason why it happened like that is because that's an in-team that's an in-team fine. And it happened with the Broncos, too. But the thing is, does the NFL take their bullshit protocol seriously? Because, listen, it is. It's bullshit. It, it, I mean, $300,000 for holding illegal practices at a high school field when you were told not to have that's practices anywhere shame, else but your training facility. Okay. So that, that's a BS fine right there. Then you had the Raiders where Gruden got fined for not wearing the mask on the sideline. Then they got fined and he got fined again yeah, Gruden for, got f- for, fined that, times. For, for that event, they, that charity event where they were all unmasked. Uh, that was a $500,000 fine, loss of a six-round draft pick. And again, the Raiders always find a way to get that lost draft pick back. They'll mm-hmm. find a way. Then the Saints, the 500, and then the $500,000 fine on the uh, Saints when somebody aired out the off-field celebration video in the locker room. Okay, if there's anything we've learned from anything going on in the locker room, don't record in the locker room. Don't record, Antonio don't. Brown did it and got called out by Mike Tomlin for it. Mm-hmm. And yet, still to this day, and you, even Steelers players do it. They, they record a lot of stuff in the locker room, but it's like their little dance TikTok videos or whatever. And, and which is funny because the video we did yesterday, my friend commented on, he said, this is all they got to whine about is Juju dancing on, on logos. And you want to know what's bro. funny is all week, that's what's carried ESPN. 
Every time you turn on ESPN, is that's it, all it's it, talked know, about is Juju dancing on the logo. It has Listen, nothing to do with it. it the, 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 the bottom line is this. You want to blame a three-game losing streak on Juju dancing on a logo? By all means, go ahead. If that's what gets ESPN ratings, go ahead. But I'm here to tell you the truth. That's not the reason why. If, the, the reason why is drop right. passes, horrible play calling, not having an effective running game, and the defense play, giving up the big play. The bottom line is this. All around, both sides of the ball, and even the coaching staff, have played and coached like other shit. There, for all you haters again that say, I'm not knowledgeable, this is a hardcore Steeler fan telling you exactly what it is. And, and you know, listen, during the 11-game during the win streak, and I got cocky during it, I'm not going to lie, past videos I even watched one today, I was showing somebody at work, where I was like, you know what, now I am going to get cocky. You know what? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to play Washington. We're going to beat them. We're going to beat Cincinnati. I said it, but you know what? We lost. You got to own it. And it happened. And you have a Sunday, bro. You know? And, and, and that's just it. But I even hear people say, well, we had to play three games in 12 days and all that stuff. Listen. It's football. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is this. In you, any, have, you win. In any sport, any situation, whether it's in sports or in real life, you have to adapt and overcome to certain situations that you didn't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is this. The Steelers didn't do that. Overcome and, 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 and the And the Washington win. game. Then you had, you really, even without Joe Burrow in there, you don't call it a, at the time I called it a layup game, uh, but Cincinnati just proved they wanted it more. It's, it's just the bottom line. It's just, they, they, they played like they were the 11-2 and two team, and we played like we were the 2-10-1 team. And it's, it, it was a garbage game from start to finish. It was just garbage. It just really was. Ben's just throwing balls wherever he feels necessary. They're getting picked off. Because the because the defense knows what's coming before we even call the play. It was like when Lamar complained about, oh, well, they know our offensive plays. Well, guess what, genius? Change them. Change the plays. I, I, I get mid-season. It's hard to create a new playbook. But is it really that hard? No. If you're a smart offensive coordinator, you can write a whole new playbook. I could draw, one, I could the draw whole one up right now, probably take me an hour. And... Fickner doesn't do that. Oh, let's just run out with this frigging stupid little bubble screen play. play. Every single time. Oh, let's just do Fun this. Christ. Oh, let's heave it down the field on third and one. You need one yard. Just sneak it with Ben. Sneak it with Ben. And I even got a read today, and I read it last night, that certain Steeler fans want to see Mason Rudolph start now. See, see, see this is what's mind-boggling. All these people post and write on social media that they ride or die with their teams, right? You know, through good and bad, thick and thin, all that nonsense. They don't. Because I don't want to see Rudolph start. Why? Listen, we're Dad? 11 and 3. We already clinched the playoffs, okay? You guys got to win the, out. At the end of the you day, all we have to do tomorrow is beat the Colts, and it's a wrap. That's it. The AFC North is ours. And I even said it during the Bengal game that we don't even deserve to win the AFC North for the way we've been playing. But you guys should win out because well, you guys well, want I that take, two spot. Well, I take it. You know I'll take saying? the AFC North title. But... I won't be as excited as I would have been if, let's say, we only lost to Buffalo. Which, which sucks. They hold a tiebreaker over you guys. You guys are both 11-3. If you guys both went out, but, that's what sucks. But don't forget, Buffalo who, Buffalo plays who at the I think Buffalo has to play Miami at the end of the year. I think that's who they end with. Because week 17, you always end with the same team within your division. I think it's Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo playing Buffalo, Jackson- Miami. Yeah, Jacksonville this week, right? Playing? No, Buffalo plays New England on Monday, which should have been flexed out to begin with. But I think you can only flex up until like week 14. So other than that, and then to digress from that, there was something that it, it, this one irks me a bit. And we, we discussed it after the video. 
and then we were going to do one later on, but we didn't do it, so we're, we're going to discuss it now. Randy Moss, okay? Randy Moss comes out and says he's the greatest wide receiver of all time. One of the, yes, I, I agree, one of the, He's yes. one, he's one Jerry Rice, of, hands down. But Jerry Rice. when it goes down in the history books, it's Jerry Rice one, and then it's Chris Carter at two. Chris in my, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, Chris Carter, which was his Then it's Michael man. Irvin at three. Yep. Okay? He's saying that it's Randy Moss at one. It's Terrell Owens at two? T.O. is top five, though. I think Randy Moss, once he quit football, started hanging out with Josh Gordon and smoked way too much weed. Because to think in that regard that he's the best receiver of all time, Jerry Rice said, you could think that all you want, but I got the rings to back it up. Yeah, but Randy Moss... And not only that, Jerry Rice has all the records. I know, right? But, well, actually, the single-season touchdown record goes to uh, Randy Moss. Regardless. 22. He's one of the best. I don't knock Randy Moss in any no, way. He he's even got his own segment on ESPN. Yeah, he's one of the best top five. But to Him, say... Chris Carter, I would say... I, would I wouldn't say he's in the top five, because Randy if you Moss? think of... Not in the top five, because if you, if you think of from, from the 80s to now, okay... Uh, well, actually, no, you got to go 80s into, let's say, when Moss retired and T.O. stepped away, okay? There's been so many. He's in the top 10. Randy Moss, T.O., they're in the top 10, but they're not in the top 5. Yeah, you got uh, because you also, Johnson. Because you also got you also got to think of him. Mm-hmm. He rounds out the top 10. There's just, so, there's just so many that you could put in there. You could put... You could put Heinz Ward in the top ten if you really wanted to, and haters will be like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 Heinz Ward was shit." Yeah, okay, well, apparently you watch Heinz Ward play, but you know, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry, definitely, is, de- is definitely one of it. DeAndre D-Hop. Hopkins is in the top twenty. He's not there yet. Um, it's a long way to go, bro. You know, but Randy Moss to say that he is, he's the top receiver. Is he's the best receiver of all time? Is no. That's like LeBron James saying that he's the goat. Yeah, well, we already know my opinion on that one, so. Oh, you already know mine, so. <laughs> we anybody, already know If that. anybody wants to have the conversation with me, please. But. Oh, I will shut you the fuck down. At the, at the end of the day, it's Jerry Rice. <sighs> you know, you even had you even had Andre Reid in Buffalo, mm-hmm. who was pretty good. You had, um. I definitely go Michael Irvin, too. It, it, it's definitely, it's Rice, it's, it's Chris Carter, it's Michael Irvin, it's Calvin Johnson, it's, you know, in, in any way you want to put two and three, because you could put Michael Irvin as number two and put Carter to three, and well, then... Chris how, Carter and Randy Moss played side-by-side on the Vikings, so... Yeah, and Chris Carter was better at the two. Yep, the one-handed cat. In, in, in my opinion. But the 50-50 balls, man, went to Randy. You know, and you, and you also, you know... And it's comical because then it's like, you know, people have the same debate where, well, Brady's the best quarterback of all time. And granted, when it's all said and done and Brady retires, he's in the top 10 quarterback list of all time. But, but he's not number one. He's not because it's the same thing when you talk about LeBron and Jordan. Yeah, he has, the, he has the championships, but he has the scrutiny that goes with it. And like LeBron, well, actually unlike LeBron, even though they went to the same amount of championships, LeBron's only got four and, and Brady's got six. Now, Brady the, lost four appearances. Yep. LeBron's two to, two to lost the Giants, six. By the way, two of the Giants. Two LeBron lost six and only won four. Won four. And Brady and Brady won six and lost four. Okay, which he should have honestly only be at five, but 
you know, Atlanta had to suck the big one like a Gordon Heights hooker, but whatever. Um, I think he only lost three, Brady. Two three, four, whatever. Who, who yeah, cares? Yeah. Well, no, because they lost to the Eagles. They lost two to the Giants. That's and it. I think there was another one. I could be wrong. I don't know. Like I said, memory shot. Uh, you know what? They should have lost that tuck rule, that rule that lasted 15 minutes, that, that rule. Oh, yeah, well... We, we all know how that one goes. You know, when it comes to Brady, and, and shit, we're unsure yo, of some. Let's just put right it in there, Brady's They favor. made that rule on the field at the time. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it, it's like, but it's just comical that Randy Moss would come out. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a slow week in media that week that he had to say something controversial just to spark something up and to get people talking. And people did start to talk. Um, you know, I, I asked Pete, you know, somebody came up to me the other day and asked me who I thought was, listen, it's, it's Jerry Rice. Hands I don't down. care what you, I don't he, care what you say because. I got to watch Jerry Rice in his prime. I got to watch Chris Carter in his prime. I got to watch I Randy Moss come out as a rookie and play. Yep, I got Vikings, to watch, yep. even like Johnny Taylor on the Niners was a decent wide receiver. I'm not saying Johnny Taylor's top 10 of all time, but he was a, he was a serviceable wide receiver. You had Don Beebe, who was in Buffalo, who was pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's countless other wide receivers you could put in the top 10 that I'm drawing blanks on right now. But at the end of the day... It's. It, it, I'm sorry, it's not Randy Moss. You could agree or, or disagree with it, but when you break it all down stat wise, yeah, maybe he's got maybe he's more, got more, more on him. Yeah, maybe, but but for now, it's not. Randy Moss is not number <clears throat> one. It, 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 Puyo, just put it this way: There's one minute left in the game. And there's one receiver out there that I want to throw to. It's me, Jerry Rice. I'm gonna pick. Yeah, it, it, I, it definitely he, is. Even at his age, right now, I'll pick Jerry Rice. It definitely is. And, I'm like, yo, just go right down there. The ball will be there, bro. And, and you know, it, but it's just comical how these guys come out and they just say, "Well, I'm the best of all time." You you don't you're not supposed and, to say that. And it's yourself. like, you know? okay, I'll give it to you in some stats, but all around, no. I, I just I, I don't I don't give it to you in that regard at all, and it it makes me just it makes me it just makes me wonder. You know, if he's gonna say that he's the best wide receiver of all time, what quarterback's gonna come out and say that they're the best quarterback of all time next? Was Johnny Manziel gonna come out and say, "Oh, I was the best quarterback in a year and a half I played"? <laughs> like he's the best quarterback <laughs> at drinking. You, <laughs> I mean. You, you, you know, and you want to talk about best quarterbacks of all time. If you really want to round out the top five, I'll not. It's, I'll Joe, not. it's Joe, Joe Montana, Montana. It's Dan Marino, and then it's Troy Aikman. It's, it's a fucking. And then it's Brett Favre. You're forgetting about Terry Bradshaw. No, if you're going based on our generation. Oh, okay. Because okay. if you want to do, if you want to do top Brett five F- of all time, Wait. then you got to go back. You, you got to go to Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. You got to go to no, even like Bart Starr and Bart and, Star, and Tarkenton yeah. and all those guys, and you got to include Frank it. And Tarling, yeah. you, you got to include in the conversation. Warren Moon, you know, mm-hmm. comes to mind as being as being one hell of a quarterback. Um, Jim Kelly, yeah, him too. Buffalo but, Bills, but they never they never fucking had they never ever. Ah. Yeah, well, you know what? The so, Super Bowl, they, they, they well, well, how many it. shank kicks did they have? You know what? Maybe, maybe one against the Giants. But, thank well, God, well, man. Well, maybe the hole didn't have laces in. He had the laces in, set laces out. Who knows? Problem. Hey, hey Giants I don't know. Won, Finkel's Einhorn, Einhorn's Finkel. I don't know. Giants won that one, twenty nineteen. Thanks for the missed field goal, buddy. You know they, and and it makes me think. 
you know, and then you got to think about, well, who's the top running back of all time? And there's so many. And then who's the top tight end of all time? And who's well, the top this? And who's the I top can make that? My, I, I can make my, my uh, discussion, but I think Barry Sanders, only because he only played 10 seasons to hit the 15,000 mark, um, rushing mark. Now you have Emma Smith played 15 seasons to hit that. Now if Barry Sanders would have played that extra five seasons, he definitely would have hit the 20,000 rushing yard mark. Yeah, he hands definitely would have. Hands down. Hands down. He definitely would have, but, you know, I think he, like Megatron, they both retired at a young age, but both at different scenarios. Because Barry Sanders, more to prolong his personal health. Yeah. Calvin Johnson's was more due to money. Um, and then there was talks of, like, if he would come out of retirement, because he's still young to a degree, that, you know, would he come out of retirement and play with Detroit? He said he would at one point, he said he would come out of retirement, but never to play for Detroit because the way they tried it. screwing him over, you know, and as far as, you know, him putting his body on the line, always being the go-to guy, and then they wanted to offer him this when he wanted this. Uh, you Yo, know, I don't, I don't, like I don't that. blame guys that do that. A guy like that, man, you pay the man. Period. Well, yeah, you have to pay him, but, you know, Detroit, you know, Detroit hasn't gotten it right in, in how many years? Well, I feel bad for Matt Stafford, bro. Waste the whole career. Well, speaking of that... Whole career, man. Speaking of Stafford, because there's been talks of Detroit, you know, maybe trading him. Well, he, and oh, yeah, somebody, he somebody wrote an article about how the Steelers would be a team that might look at Stafford to replace Roethlisberger. Now, I'm all for it. But not long as, term, though. As long as he stays healthy. Well, And then... Because with your with your guys' offensive line, I think he wouldn't get sacked as much. No, he much. De- he wouldn't, and I would definitely take him over. Even though he's had losing seasons, he he, ha- he has that grit that I think Wentz is missing, and that's Dude, why I wouldn't got take that, Wentz. He's got that Brett Favre I wouldn't fired take, in and, and that's why I would take Stafford over Wentz in Pittsburgh any day of the week. I would take my mom over Wentz, but when but when it's all said and done. Even if the Steelers don't trade for Ben's heir apparent, I also read articles where they're two years behind in finding his heir apparent, and I got to agree with it. You know, because if you think it's Mason Rudolph, at one point it's I not. thought it would be, it's not. but then he digresses. Um, it's not Josh Dobbs. Nope. And if they don't draft him in this draft, Ben's replacement, then that goes to show me that Kevin Colbert is going to go make a trade. And who it's going to be... God only knows. Well, it all depends on what the Jets do with their first pick. Well, you know, if they draft the well, the only way the only way the Jets are getting the first pick. No, their first round pick was the second pick. Yeah, but they still have a shot at the first pick if Jacksonville wins the game. Jacksonville's got to beat Chicago or a tie, which neither are going to happen. So hey. we already know that. Um, you know, and the Jets, the, the Jets got to lose. They can't win any games. I know. But I think it just winds up the, the way it is now is the way it's going to end. Jacksonville's going to get the number one pick. And if you're the Jets, listen, you got a lot of moves you can make with the second pick. You can either draft Justin Fields and say bye to Sam Darno, oh, in oh, which yeah. case then that's a viable mm-hmm. option to get to, to get Darno over to Pittsburgh. And then not only that, he sits behind Roethlisberger for a year, learns the system, and then he teams up with Juju again. And listen, for all those Jets fans that think Darno's the problem, again, I tell you, he's not. He's not, he's, he's not the problem. Did you watch the way he played last week? The problem is the offensive line not protecting him. The, the problem is he doesn't have weapons to utilize. And then when he did have weapons, they were misused. Mm-hmm. Okay? Case in point again, Le'Veon Bell. It is relevant. And I said it yesterday that they should go and trade for Zeke, but only if you get an offensive line. 
And not only that, and, and, you know, and you could say, well, why would I trade my second pick in the first round to get Zeke Elliott? Because you get, even though Zeke's having an off year. Yeah, but you year, get Zeke and a couple of draft picks, though. Because even though Zeke's having an off year, that's a running back you want. He's big, he's fast, and when he gets free, there's no stopping him. There's no, there's no stopping him at all. But, again, with the second pick, the Jets got to be smart here. And I don't think it's going out and getting Justin Fields. I, I, said, I, I said in the past they should, but it's either trading down in the draft mm-hmm. and getting, getting an offensive lineman from another team or any offensive weapon from anyone, whether it's Zeke Elliott or you make a trade with Detroit or you do whatever you do. The Jets still hold the, the cards. The, the Jets still hold the cards to what they can do with the second pick, whether it's trade it or use it. But the trade's got to be worth the value. See, now if you're going to trade the second pick. You're not going to want to trade him fuck And but, um, get, say, like, a 20, uh, you know, like, let's say you want to trade the second pick to Chicago, and all Chicago's going to offer you is, let's say, like, Anthony Miller. And you're getting nothing in return. The Jets make that trade. I click. You, and no, and you accept that deal? Did, I'm sorry, Joe Douglas needs to be taken out to the field like old Yeller and shot in the back of the head. I might click. You know? But you know that that you know that's just it. The, the Jets, like any other team going into this offseason, they got a lot of decisions they got to make. Um, you know, do you think? I I think personally, I think you got to move on from Adam Gase. Even though some say he's not the problem, whether he is or isn't the problem, he's he's part of the problem. Or just maybe give him one more chance. And he's maybe. not part you know of the solution. But it, see, that that's the thing. If you give him next season and Joe Douglas. Does what Joe Douglas is supposed to do, and that's build a decent the offensive line, line yep. gets better defensive pieces in, and gets whoever the quarterback is going to be, whether it's Darno or you draft Justin Fields and trade Darno, whatever it's going to be. And if the Jets go, let's say, nine and seven, it's just that's a huge improvement from one and fifteen, one. Nine and seven, yeah. That, that's a huge. That's a huge improvement. Well, I, I, that, that, that if you're a Jets fan, I would say seven and nine. I'm that, nine. That no, but let's say you're nine and seven. You fall short of the wild card. That's a vast improvement that might get Adam Gase an extension. Yeah, true. And Adam Gase, listen, Adam Gase isn't free from that contract at the end of this year. He's not free from it. He's still got like another year or two, I think. But. Listen, I don't think he's part of the solution now because they have nothing there. They don't. I think if you put if you put weapons there and you get him a decent coaching staff, then maybe the Jets can turn it around. But until then, I'm sorry, Jets fans, they're just a shit team. And Frank Gore is not is not good to answer running back either, man. No, he's definitely not. He's not. You, got, the, you guys got to address he, that too. He's not. Yeah, address the running back. Listen, too. not to take anything away from Frank Gore. Listen, the guy. He's old, the, man. The, the guy is done. The, the guy has done everything asked from, and from then and for every team and he's ever some. played for. But bringing him in when you had Le'Veon Bell to me made no, no sense. sense. It made no sense. If you, when, can't, if you can't open up holes for Bell, what makes you think you open up holes for Frank Gore? No, but it was just but it was just comical though. Like when you're watching Jet games when Darno isn't playing and Flacco played, and how all of a sudden they're this like offensive juggernaut, and then when Darno comes back in, it's they just flatline again. And to be honest, they were lucky to beat the Rams. The Rams again just 
played like shit. They they just played. You know, it, it's almost like they just woke up, looked at the calendar, and said, "Oh, we got the Jets." All right. Well, yeah, that's what. And, and, that, and, and, that's and then just what, did this. You know, that's where teams get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, we're playing the Jets. We got this, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out drinking and, shit. No. And, and, and you want to know what though? I, you want to know what though? Like like the Rams are down with the Jets. I did it with the Bengals. I guarantee. I could admit it. I I I and took I, that game I, I, I over confidently. I guarantee the whole entire team said the same shit. Guys, we got this, man. It's fucking man. Man. We're gonna win a lot this of steel. Of, a lot of steel fans said it. Even with the Washington game. Oh, this will be a cakewalk. And, and you know, I said it too. And then the the one game I said I wouldn't sleep on is Buffalo, and I was right. I was right. Uh, even though Pittsburgh didn't get the win in that one, you you. This season's proved you can't sleep on anybody. You know, everybody slept on Tua. I, for one, did, you know, with the injury and everything he had in his last game in Alabama. And Miami took a chance in drafting him there. <laughs> they took, well, a, they they, took a huge gamble they drafting him, or, him, and it's worked. And then they took the gamble of starting him against the Rams. And I, I said it that he was going to get killed. Oh, yeah. And by, he made by, it out oh, alive. Yeah, yeah. And since then, yeah, he's he done a decent though. job. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to somebody who says that they hate this new era of quarterbacks running around and being all mobile. Listen. That's what it is now. This is the new NFL. It's RPOs, and it's going to yep. be a lot of running. A lot and, of running. And, and, action, and Lamar Jackson gets a, lot of, gets a lot of criticism, especially from me. I just don't like him. Um, but, but listen, you don't like it? Then stop it. Titans stopped it last year. All you just watch. That's all you gotta do is just. All you gotta do is just stop it. I've noticed you force him to the sideline. You leave that middle open, man. He gets down the middle. Hope cross you over like you you break your ankles, bro. But but that's but see but again and 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 that's the thing that annoys me. You know, but like they showed they showed one they showed a a scene a film study yesterday with uh, Tannehill and Derrick Henry and how who did they play last week? Chicago. Yeah, they played the Bears last week, right? I believe. Regardless who they played, and you have three linebackers engaging to clog the middle on Derrick Henry, and Tannehill shows him handing the ball off. Right, so he uses cigars of football, and Henry makes it look like he's going to take the ball, but then he breaks off. Now Tannehill's got it. You got Corey Davis open. Boop, right there. And what does he do? He runs down the field and puts up six for Tennessee. Don't engage the middle till you see the ball in the running back's hand. Yep. <clears throat> That's it. Because at that point, once you have three linebackers engaged fully going forward to clog the middle. Well, that's why you got that one, sp- you both have that one spy right there, too. Yeah, but not every team does it. And and you know what it is? A lot of these teams are getting more creative with their playbooks with having a more mobile quarterback. And they're getting more elusive with handing the ball off, faking a handoff. Josh Allen did it last week. He did, it, he did it last week where he faked the handoff and literally took the ball, hit it behind his back. The other running back came and took yep. it and Yo, ran off Ryan, like 15, Ryan 20 Tannehill yards. Ryan did the same exact shit. He faked the handoff, ran, ran along the sideline, and dove for the pylon. Remember that? No, that, know, that, that was, um, yeah, it was Tannehill. You know, and, but that's, it, the bottom line is, it, that's just the new era of football. And we all have to come to accept it. And especially with the Steelers, if they're looking for Ben's heir apparent, that's, that's going to have to be the quarterback we're going to have to find. Because having Ben stand in the pocket and continuously take the hits he's taken, listen, he's not 23, he's not 24, he's not he's 25 anymore. Those hits, the harder they come, it, 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 it's taking more of a toll. And he actually has the same injury 
that he came back from is the same injury that ended Bradshaw's career. And all it's going to take is one throw down the field for those tendons to tear again, and Ben's career is over. And that's not the way you want to see a quarterback like Ben go. I know, because he's throwing the ball 50 times a game. He can't be doing that and, shit. And that's something, that's, that's something that Fickner and Tomlin got to figure out. And I think it's just Fickner being hard-headed and just like, oh, yeah, Mike, don't worry. I got this. No, you, you, don't, got shit. you, you don't have it. Because when you finally establish a run game, and even though it's with Benny Snell, listen, he's no household name, but the guy gets, the guy gets free, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But they don't utilize anybody else that they've that they've drafted. They don't utilize McFarland, and then the times they do it, it's, why, the shit, it's the shittiest play call. It, it's literally like run to the strong side. Right? Why would so it's like, it's like case in point. So case in point, side? the defense decides to line up half their guys on this side. So you have two guys here, right? So you got the strong side over here, you have the weak side over here. You run the now, ball to the weak side. Now, if you're Fickner, you see this, right? I mean, I see it, and I'm sitting at home. Yep, and you guys, your quarterback. And I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, running to the weak side. And what does he do? Not let's just run it into the nine other people standing there. Yeah, I know. You know, Uh, like as if this offensive line is going to create the biggest hole, which they've barely been able to do. The thing about McFarlane, like he's small, short, you know what I'm saying? Like he he can squeeze his way through those little holes. Well, that's the thing is that, and I watched videos of him playing in Maryland, and when he gets through, when he gets loose, he's gone, and, and that's it. But. You know, you guys got well. Connor will be back this week. Uh, on, yeah, but um, I don't start him. I, I don't. I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start him either. But you know, I'm saying you got to go with Snell. Listen, if you want to beat Indy, listen. This is what you got to do. You got to keep. You got to wear the defense down. You got to keep Rivers off the field because listen, Rivers gets the knock that of that of those quarterbacks in the Eli draft. Him and him and uh, him and Ben and Philip Rivers, right? That one, two, three. That yeah. Ben. That Ben's got two rings. Eli's got two rings. And Phil's, Phil's in the middle with nothing, right? But you can't knock the guy's career. No. You can't knock it one bit. The team he played on his whole fucking career. Yeah. Why do you think Eli Manning didn't want to play for the and San you, you, or you, Los Angeles Chargers? What do you want to call him? You can't, you, cannot knock, you can't knock it at all. And I don't knock his career one bit. You know, he's put up the numbers he's supposed to put up. It's just what's been put around him. For years, he, I mean, yeah, he had Antonio Gates there. And then he yeah, had, good. and then he, he had Ladainian Tomlinson for a while at running back, and then he had this guy and that guy, but he's never been able to win the big game to get them over the hump, and that's what he's going to be known for. He's not going to be yeah. known for. He's not going to be known for his stats. He's going to be known as the guy who can never get that's, to the big one. That's probably why he will not make the Hall of Fame. He makes the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes it the first go round. You mean, yeah, not not And if he does make it the first go round, then they're doing it based on stats alone and not based on name recognition like they do with certain guys. First ballot Hall of Fame when that shit comes out, you already know that shit. You know, um, you know, and 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 case in point could be said for Eli. A lot of people question if Eli is going to make it in you know first ballot. You know, we're having a five hundred win loss record. The, the thing that gets him in is, A, he's Peyton's younger brother. So that gets him in. Two, he's got the two rings. That gets him in. And then whatever other, you know, well, he put, accolades he, he has on top of that. records, man. You know, and it's the same thing, like, even with the baseball hall of fame. You know, it's it's got to be 3,000 hits, or if you're a pitcher, it's got to be 3,000 strikeouts. Listen, no one's ever getting to 3,000 strikeouts again. Not in this era, not in this era of baseball with pitching five innings and taking them out. Yeah, it's I know. Not, yeah, it, back in the day when you when you throw 125 pitches, well, pitching all seven eight innings. You know, like you know, like when you had pitchers like Greg Maddox and Smoltz and and Steve Avery and 
Um, David Cohn. You know, you had Cohn and yep, all these guys pitching. Wells, yeah. You know, they were pitching seven, eight, nine, ten innings a game. Yep. And 125, 30 pitches. And, and now it's all about... It's all about pitch count and all these, you know, it's, and, and you know, it's just annoying. And you wonder why there's so many more pitching injuries in baseball because they're babied more. I know. And they're just like, okay, well, what, you know, we're only going to build your stamina and strength off the pitch five, six innings. And then when you ask them to go out for a seventh one and then they tear like every ligament in their elbow, you now wonder why. Exactly. You, you, you now wonder why. But it's, it's. <clears throat> One thing I do want, I want to get into this um, Tampa Detroit game that was played earlier today. That shit was hilarious. Halftime, 32 points put up, 32 nothing. Halftime, Brady was throwing the ball down the field. Like, down the field. Mike, Mike Evans had like two touchdowns, I think 10 or 11 receptions for like 160 something reception yards. Blew him away. What was the score? 47 7? Or some shit like that? Should have been more if you think about it. Because if it was 32 nothing in halftime, it was. It, it should have been like 75-7 to 7 by the end of the game. But, I, 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 but you know what? I guess Tampa decided not to score the rest of the game. So. It probably showed, yeah. Well, the only, the, only, the only reason Detroit scored was off an interception. And he ran every time. Well, down. that's not a surprise that Brady would throw an interception. Probably yeah. freaking bombing it halfway down the field. And... Hey, man. I threw you all day long, man. Mike Evans had a field day. But <sighs> what was that? This is the first time I think uh, Tampa... Clinched the uh, well, it's the first time they put, clinched the playoff since 07. And what's comical is that this is the first year Belichick's missed the playoff since 08. So, again, who really needed who? Bill, Bill needed fucking Tom, duh. <laughs> Hands down. Case in point, even though Belichick is going to go down as the, he goes down as the genius and the world's best head coach ever, bottom line is this he's this season proved them apart. Brady could have did it without Belichick anywhere he decided to go. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I think Brady should have made that decision 10 years ago. He should have. He, he should have walked away and went somewhere else. Because think about it, even if he didn't get six rings, all right, let's say he leaves and let's say he goes to, let's say he went to Carolina, let's just say. Okay. And doesn't win another Super Bowl, but still puts up the numbers he puts up. Does he still go down as one of the greatest of all time? No. I don't think so. But he's still putting up the same numbers that he did in New England. But he's doing it in Carolina with less weapons. I think he still, I think he still is. And I don't like the guy. But I still think he is. He's, he's still not putting up that many numbers this year, bro. He is, he is and he isn't at times. He has, like, he has more interceptions than Daniel Jones does. Okay, but... <laughs> but Brady's played every game. Jones has missed two, three games. But and, and that's the other thing and, and and again, you know, and then they announced that, you know, that they're gonna start Daniel Jones and you texted me out when I was at oh work. Oh my god, yeah, I'm furious about that. And it's I like, understand, I just don't get it. And I'm trying to figure out listen, it's a slim chance I'm not gonna do the Steve Karnaki thing and break out a freaking digital board and go, Oh well, you know, so ten points, you know, ten percentage, whatever no, nobody wants to hear that bullshit. You're playing right, the listen, Ravens. The man, bottom line is this <laughs> the bottom line is this. Why risk Further injuring your your if you want to call him the franchise quarterback in this game if he's not fully healthy. 
and he's because I don't think he fully is. You could say that he's moving well in practice. But, that don't mean anything. He's not getting hit in practice. But in practice, they're not going full blast. They're not tearing each other apart. It's, have, it, it's, it's a walkthrough at best. And especially with Andrew Thomas protecting his blind side. Yeah, I see a couple fumbles in a sack coming. But I, I honestly, I start. I just go with Colt McCoy. I ride I it out. I, I, I would too. I, know, I, I, I would too. You know, and Giants fans can sit there and whine and complain. You know, they're gonna lose this game and lose the final game of the year. And you know, and they were so close to making the playoffs. Why don't we just start Daniel Jones? No, we don't. I don't. We don't want to make the playoffs. Future Giant fans, if you guys know but, what you're talking about. But, but here's the thing: if you're a Giants fan, right, a, a knowledgeable one, and you, you're going to agree with this, if you start Daniel Jones and winds up tearing his ACL and is out the whole next year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive my was, my van to MetLife and I'm was the shoot. risk worth it? No. No. Now, if you start Daniel Jones and they beat the Ravens, beat whoever they got to beat in the in the last game, and then... He's still sore as shit, though. And then they make it into the playoffs. Because, because, because let's say everything aligns and Washington loses and Dallas loses and Philly loses. The game they're supposed to lose and the Giants hop, skip, and jump everybody. They make the playoffs. And now let's say Daniel Jones gets hurt in a wild card game. Again... Was the risk worth the reward? No. Okay. That's what so I was saying. I don't. Why? So then, what's going through Joe Judge's mind to start Daniel Jones? What's going through Gettleman's mind to allow Judge to do it? And, and, and I, granted, I, I, Gettleman's I, not a genius, but in this he's a fucking idiot. But in but in this regard, Gettleman's got to be like, listen, this is the future of our team. If we're not going to make the playoffs, and we've been playing like crap all year, and even though yeah, we beat Seattle. And yeah, we beat the, you know, and yeah, we swept the Eagle, uh, we swept Washington, and we beat this team, and we got lucky in this game, and we're lucky to be in a position wherein they're going into Week 16. We're not mathematically eliminated yet, okay? I don't think it matters, even if you make the wild card round, because a, if he takes another hit, because we know Andrew Thomas can't protect him, and that's got to be addressed in the off season, whether you you get him. You, you, you know you what? Move you, him to the other side. No, you want to know what you do, honestly, and and and, and this will make sense. You know how, like in training camp, like in spring training, like the Yankees will bring in like A Rod and Mariano to work with the players. Mm-hmm. What the Giants should do is bring in a guy who's the reason why they made that position the highest paid position on the offensive line, Lawrence Taylor. And you have Lawrence Taylor going up against Andrew Thomas. Now, even though, I, granted, Lawrence Taylor is 50-something years old and, and his blood type is cocaine at this point, cocaine and hookers and, and underage sluts, okay? You bring him in, and, and Andrew Thomas will improve if you bring somebody like Lawrence Taylor in that's going to be coming at Daniel Jones. He's not blocking Lawrence Taylor, bro. But if he could stop Lawrence Taylor, holding him? then you could say, it's like the movie Dodgeball. If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge anything. If you could stop Lawrence Taylor, you could stop anything. But they got to bring somebody like that to come in and, and, and train this kid to block properly. Because apparently, you, anybody could say that, that he was great in college. I don't see it. I, I watched his tapes. All his team was holding. That's why I came with a Dr. Hold or whatnot. But anyway, though, like, he's... I, I watched him trying to block, but he just gets... Pushed around too easily, and he's a pretty big boy. He's a pretty big boy. Yeah. But but then like, what is he like three, 
he's pushing what three bills and he still gets yep. pushed around like he's 110 pounds soaking yeah, wet it's a joke because i honestly think he's truly not trying to hold but then when the guy blows past him and tackles well, well the thing that's comical to me is that nobody gets a nobody tj watt never gets a holding penalty in his favor so obviously teams are getting away with it so if i'm andrew thomas maybe you got to learn how to that's why how said. to hold that's why without said. getting caught that's why i just said like like the times where he doesn't hold we get sacked Dude, yo, if if you both pass you, man, hold the dude. Pull him back. I'll take the ten yards instead of the sack fumble. You know? Fuck out of here. But it's insane. Man, you know, oh, and then and as you see here, Arizona's blowing a chance at the playoffs they now, which is given which is giving Chicago a, a chance now to get to to sneak How in. How the hell did San Francisco beat these mofos, man? Bottom line, CJ Bethard. Maybe they should have started him four weeks ago. Well, I did say that, but you know, it looks like Kyler Murray's, Murray's hurting hurt. his game, which is case in point. Why start Daniel Jones? Give me Ozzy, Give me Ozzy. Hey, listen, I get Ozzy every Sunday watching the Steeler game. You know, it's you know, and as a showing in the hunt. You know, listen, I, right, Green Bay is getting the number if, one if seed. The, if the Giants would, all right, the Giants made the playoffs. You know who you who will you play? Tampa. Yeah. And we will lose. Yeah. And Daniel Jones would probably get, get his knee torn off. Yeah, from Ndamu Sue, Shaq Barrett, JBP. And, and, and that's another thing up. that the, the Giants got to beef up the offensive line. Um, You're going to have to cut the ties that bind with certain players, Golden Tate being one of them. Yeah, he's, he's not playing. He's even gone this year. Um, we talked about it. You got to get that, that running back that complements Barkley when you take Barkley out for a drive here or there. That can do the same things as Barkley. A lot of people actually, you know what's surprising? A lot of people knock the Giants drafting Barkley at two. Hmm? And See that's what? what I said. That, you know, that, that they should have took somebody else with the second pick. Uh-huh. And okay. I don't, you know, and, and they're only saying that because he, you know, he got hurt this year and he's been hurt before and they're saying he's fragile and. I, I, yeah, okay, but every running back gets hurt. You could say the same thing about Connor. You could say the same thing about, running you know, you, beaten, you, you could say the same thing about any running back that's in the league. You, you could say they're all fragile then. But if I, if, if, if I was a Giants fan, I wouldn't be one to not draft in Barkley. Dude, I, I actually like, I, I, that's dude, one of Barkley, the draft picks of the Giants that I yeah, actually do like. Yeah, that, that was right on my draft board. As soon as Gettleman, that's the only thing he did good. Drafting Barkley. After that, I. That's it. You know, and it's just, you know, you know, he became but, he became rookie of the year, offense rookie of the year, thirteen hundred seven rushing yards, eleven TDs. But it, but on. between, but between every team, even my team included, this off season, they all got to look at the major needs they need. Um. This draft, like other drafts and future drafts, are going to determine your team's success for the next five to ten years. And case in point, this draft is going to determine the Jets' future success, Giants' future success. It's going to determine my team's future success. Whatever team you root for, it's going to determine the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, and granted, yeah, there's going to be a 2022 draft in 23 and 24. But this is the draft where certain teams have to get it right now because otherwise you're screwed. Because then you're not going to get it right, right ever. Now, and the like, Jets haven't gotten it right for years. The Giants at times haven't gotten it right. My team sometimes hasn't gotten it right. And trust you, me, you, I you could guys, go I could go through a lot of picks. You guys draft pretty decent, though. 
Jarvis Jones was one of the worst picks the Steelers ever had. I literally wanted to put I literally wanted to put a boot through the TV. Um, yeah, I, when, when you guys traded up for Devin Bush. That, that was, was that was a move that nobody saw coming that needed to be made. Yeah, but now now look at because Devin because Devin that move up for Jarvis. And Baker. the only reason why that <laughs> move gets made, in, in in the most honest of opinions, the only reason why that move even gets made because Ron Shazier because the Shazier injury and and which is funny, which I have to bring this up because this is how stupid. Steeler haters are Especially on Twitter They're like Oh well Ryan Shazier Still can't walk straight I see him walking All the time But here's what's funny You know Because he's still got The little limp And, and whatnot. But listen Broke his goddamn neck The guy No It was a spinal injury Whatever You know what I mean that, To come back from that And do what he does And, and you're knocking that Makes you just I'm sorry It, it makes, makes you another you, piece of shit You are Yeah But You know Um but, but again, that move gets made to replace Shazier. But yeah, but then Bush got hurt again, and then Splain came out, and now he got hurt. Yeah, well, you know, well, again, well, injuries Sp- happen. Well, yeah, Splain was doing pretty damn good. You know, but Splain might be back sooner than than we all think. Yeah. And you know, but when it comes to this draft, and I saw people posting it all over, you know, and the Steeler groups on Facebook. How how would Kyle Trask fit in in the Steeler offense? Who? He, Kyle Trask from from uh, Florida. Oh, he would fit in great. But here's the thing, he's not gonna be there. He's not gonna be there. And 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 just like just like Steeler fans posting, oh well, how would Najee Harris from Alabama look as a running back for Pittsburgh? Again, all these guys would be great in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but you, not, yeah, Justin not, Fields would be great in Pittsburgh. But guess what? Let's live in the world of reality. Unless Kevin Colbert trades the next ten years worth of first round draft picks, is the only way we're gonna get one of these guys. <laughs> so it's it's not gonna happen. I hate to shit on your hopes <sighs> and dreams, you know, fellow Steeler fans, but it's not gonna happen. Let's live in a world of reality. Yeah, you know what too? While we're at it, why don't we go trade for uh Jarvis Landry and why don't we, you know, bring back Terry Bradshaw from his past and why don't we go bring the you know and why don't we bring, the door in. <laughs> you know, like come it on. It doesn't work that way. But the, you know, the Giants you know, I tell you right now, they need to address we need a we need a, um a premier edge rusher, period. We need that. Well yeah, that's one of the We need a better offensive alignment line, we need another weapon and we need a real tight end who could block. Well, you also need you also need some help in the secondary too. Oh yeah, yep, definitely help. And in don't secondary. get me wrong, Bradbury isn't bad. You got Logan Ryan, who Logan. is is very you know he's very mobile. Yeah, he he impressed me this year. But you got to get another corner. You got uh, Jabril love. Peppers isn't bad, and Jabril no, Peppers in that the draft yeah, yeah. before we got um I forget who we drafted in that draft. Because Cleveland took him before we got him. I think we took Watt. TJ Watt. Yeah, we took Watt in that draft. And I wanted Peppers. I know. But. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah because, because. You see like, how that's working out now, though. Yeah, because you guys need that safety position, but then you guys got to make it the following year. Yeah, because we traded up for. Because we traded. The, and, and if I got to hear that again. Oh, well, when has Minka done since? Uh, I don't know. Maybe only help the Steelers lead in takeaways and. and you know, oh, but we didn't get a first round draft pick. Again, I reiterate, you got it. Six months early. It's like getting that Christmas present in September. I know. Instead of waiting till December to open it up. Exactly. It just. Uh, people, people just don't understand. They they don't get it. And we don't have first. Shut up. All right. No, they really, they they don't they don't get it. And. It's, it's insane. What are you gonna do? But as this starts winding down, uh 
So listen. <sighs> so far, so you, you, far. Listen, uh, if you take, if you, you know, you got it to eat. I, I'm sorry. I, the, I, might the, 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 I might have to take the Jets, bro. I might have to. I, I would honestly, I said take the Jets before the COVID thing happened. But now I'm saying I would definitely take the Jets. And you can call me crazy, but I think without Landry, without Peoples, without Higgins, without whoever the tight end is, whether it's Njoku or it's Hooper or it's the rookie tight end that they got. Either or, it doesn't matter. It, it he has doesn't, the it doesn't has, matter. The only weapon you've got, well, they did. They called up two guys from the, the practice squad, squad, which are, I don't, I don't even know who they are. That's um, the best point about it. All right, I'm changing my pick in a minute. And, you know, to not even, and, and then, you know, if Cleveland loses this game, right, then you're going to hear all the Browns fans complain. Oh, well, we didn't have enough time to travel. And blah, blah. you know what? Shut suck, the... Suck <laughs> it up. Because guess what? Pittsburgh was in the same predicament countless times. Okay? D- don't blame the Jets for it. Blame your own recklessness. That's it. Bottom line. It, and I, I said it with Baltimore, too. That Baltimore shouldn't have been rewarded things that they were rewarded by having games moved. And Which, by the way, I'm curious as to... I'm looking around for that punishment still, and I can't fucking find it. So. I don't know. I feel like it's falling out of the sky, but it still doesn't hit Earth yet. I don't know, but... Uh, oh, I'm looking at my pretty uh, Mr. Barkley helmet. But Pro Bowl 2018. You know, again, as it winds down, we're going to go now because I'm going to go smoke this friggin' huge lunatic here. <sighs> um, so, Man. you know, you can, find, you can find the podcast on all major streaming platforms, Apple, Google, whatever you listen to, Spotify, videos on YouTube. And in the coming new year, there's going to be a lot more coming. Uh, there's also a Facebook page now. Although it doesn't let you use fan in a van, I had to name it Fan Van. So go check it out. Probably put some trivia questions on there daily. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Might be some merchandise too. Who knows? We're just going to wing this bitch. <laughs> We're just going to wing this bitch. So till then, stay safe. Mask up. Haters. You too even. And uh, enjoy Football Sunday. Peace. Peace.